Hello everyone, Merry Christmas. I'm Kurt Coffey with Case IH. In the midst of challenges and hardships facing our industry and frankly the world, it's important that we take time to reflect on the many gifts and blessings in our lives. This is a time to reconnect with the ones that we love, to recognize the blessings in our lives. It's an honor to work alongside each and every one of you in such a noble industry. I'm so grateful as a farm kid for our ability to do together what we love, to support agriculture. From all of us at the Case IH family, we wish you and your family a joyous holiday season and a prosperous new year. Keeping the childlike wonder of the holiday alive. This is a 1954 Super MTA. Celebrating what makes farm life so unique. Part of the fun of it is being able to personalize that label um, down to what field it came out of. While bringing families together to share the magic of Christmas. Being on a family farm means a lot of different things to us. It means uh, tradition, it means, you know, building something together as a family. It's Christmas in the country. Merry Christmas, I'm Clinton Griffiths. And I'm Tyne Morgan, and welcome to this year's edition of Christmas in the Country. And we start this morning with a very big thank you gift from students to a retiring Wisconsin teacher. Larry Plapp decided to retire this past year. A bittersweet decision, but one that came with a very special gift. Meet Larry Plapp just once. Well, I taught agriculture for 37 years. And you'll quickly see this ag teacher and FFA advisor had a gift. Had a wonderfully enjoyable career doing that and, and as well as FFA advisor through that time. His gift was the ability to connect with students, especially their freshman year. It was kind of a launching point for the kids as to what they might take as their sophomore, junior, senior year. Maybe that's why out of the close to 5,000 students that Plapp taught, they will forever remember him. He was like the teacher that came into school every day and he wanted to do his job. and He would do anything for anyone. The classroom was his calling, which is why the decision to retire this year was not easy. I had toyed with this for, for a while. But he simply knew that it was time. What Plapp didn't know is his retirement would come with a very special gift. I think we were at some leadership conference and he was talking about how another egg teacher from a different school got a tractor for his retirement. And he was like joking to us. He's like, oh, I bet I won't get a tractor for my retirement. A joke at the time turned into the student's new goal. I sent a Facebook message out to his brother and just hoped it kind of got to him and um, reached out to him. And he was really awesome about responding back. But Plapp's brother, who lives in Indiana, knew just the tractor the kids should restore. None of us None. have really restored a tractor. But I've worked, my dad works in a diesel truck shop, but before that he worked in another like auto mechanic shop where they like redid trucks and stuff like that. So my dad was the one who painted the tractor. And last spring, still unbeknownst to Plapp, he was in for the surprise of a lifetime. There was a line item in there for me and I, I knew that. It was the last thing that we were going to do for that awards night. They called him up and gave him a couple personal gifts. And then they said, well, we got to go outside to see the next one. We had to walk outside and all of a sudden they fire up the tractor and I, I, I knew this sound, it's the sound of this, you know, M. And I go, that can't be, just flabbergasted me as to, you know, what had just happened. It wasn't just any tractor. This is a 1954 Super MTA. This was my dad's first farming tractor. 
and also the tractor Platt and his brother first learned to drive. When most people get a plaque or other gifts for retirement, Platt received a tractor. It really touched me to the core, and it was an incredible gesture of, of love by these people. It was just something I'll, I'll never forget. And we have so much holiday cheer and joy to share with you. After Christmas, it's not just Santa who needs a rest, but the reindeer. We'll take you to one farm that's all about pampering Santa's biggest helpers. But up next, don't know what to get the farmer in your life for a gift? How about something all their own? Meet a farmer-focused whiskey maker next. And we have another winner of the Case IH prize pack. Congratulations to Shane Delolio of Paul, Idaho. Make sure to watch U.S. Farm Report tomorrow as we announce the winner of the grand prize, the Farm All C pedal tractor. More Christmas in the country when we return. Christmas in the Country is brought to you by Case IH. Case IH equipment is designed, engineered, and built by farmers. See their stories at builtbyfarmers.com. Some people may try to chase the holiday blues away with bourbon, but Jim Beam has another solution a Kentucky hug in the form of pajamas. Now bourbon lovers may know that a Kentucky hug is the warm feeling after taking your first sip of bourbon. And these special PJs are meant to mimic that. They have a removable panel around the neck and shoulders that when activated stimulates a real life hug. The limited edition PJs apparently winding up underneath a lot of people's Christmas trees this year. At last report, they were already sold out on Jim Beam's website. So what's the secret to making the best tasting bourbon or whiskey? One company says it all starts with a home-raised product. And as we found, Flyover Whiskey is all about putting farmers first. From the hard charge of harvest to the silence of winter slumber, Celebrating the end of a season can be lackluster for row crop farmers. Grain in the bin doesn't gift as well as steaks on the grill. You fed cattle and you grew that into a steak and you were able to share that. Well, we didn't really have that with just row crops. You know, you can actually use grain that you grew and make something out of it to share. From field to flask, Flyover Whiskey is helping farmers bottle the season's harvest one micro batch at a time. We custom distill whiskey for farmers from their own corn. It's very personalized what we do. Head distiller Devin Beerkum starts with 15 to 20 pounds of corn. We've had guys who bring in dried sweet corn, gives the whiskey a little, definitely a lot sweeter kind of taste. Even a corn variety between a white corn as like the common yellow corn, um, that whiter corn has a kind of a sweeter taste to it. Um, how clean the corn is really makes a difference. Field by field, every bottled batch is uniquely original. Hybrid does have an effect. Uh, we haven't really pinned down what, what's the best brand, you know, DeKalb, Pioneer, Bex, whatever, but uh, definitely notice a difference. And then especially going from yellow corn to white corn, red corn, that has a huge difference on flavor. Once the corn is mashed, it's left to ferment before heading to the still. Usually just one of many as efficient small batch processing requires lots of equipment to keep up with demand. The goal, one load of corn distilled into six custom bottles. 
you have to pay attention a lot more. You know, it's, you're not dealing with hundreds of gallons at a time, you're dealing with 10 gallons at a time. And so your margin for error is a lot smaller. Pride in the product is also transferred to the label. Part of the fun of it is being able to personalize that label um, down to what field it came out of, um, maybe the price that, price that it was sold at at the time of harvest, things like that. I just think it makes it really special. It's a two-month turn from bushel to bottle, as now other farmers ask for a shot. There's a lot of guys in Kansas that want me to do a wheat beer. There's guys that ask me about doing vodka or rum with sugar beet, sugar. As those requests ferment, the team is pouring themselves into giving the gift of corn. Not a whole lot of gifts you can give to a farmer that they've never gotten before. <laughs> so it's also a really, really special gift. Harvest in a bottle, distilled into the perfect present for any season. What would Christmas be without Santa and his reindeer? We visit a farm where Dasher and Dancer get some much-needed R&R next on Christmas in the Country. Well, Santa can't make the trip alone on Christmas Eve, he's only able to do so with his reliable reindeer. So just how are Santa's reindeer pampered and loved throughout the year? For one family in southern Missouri, raising reindeer is quite the treat. It's a song that captured kids' hearts when it first topped the charts in 1949. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer then became a television special hit 15 years later. Well, Donner, where's the new member of the family? After all, if he's going to be on my team someday, he'd better get to know me. <laughs> but unlike the fictional characters in the movie and songs, reindeer here at Prescott Family Reindeer Farm, we obviously have our real reindeer, Noel and Tinsel, are actually real. We have people that come out all the time and say, okay, but what are these? And we tell them, you know, they are real reindeer. Sarah Prescott will tell you the story behind this reindeer farm is magical. Being on a family farm means a lot of different things to us. It means uh, tradition. It means, you know, building something together as a family. This 240 acres in Van Zandt, Missouri is rooted in a deep desire to give everyone a full Christmas experience. They're very stout, hardy animals. So uh, we wanted it not to just be a petting zoo, but we wanted you to be able to fall in love with our animals just the way that we do. It all started three years ago when the Prescotts moved to southern Missouri from central Illinois. While we were in central Illinois, we did a ton of educational opportunities for people to come out to the farm and, um, and like I said, share our story, visit with the animals, and when we moved here, we wanted to expand on that. The Prescotts were well equipped for raising beef cattle, but they decided to venture into something new. We didn't want to impose on other businesses here in our local area, so we really tried to find a different uh, niche market. And that love was a gift during a visit to another farm in Illinois. And that was the Snowman's Reindeer Farm. And uh, they are amazing people, and they actually helped us to fall in love with reindeer just on our visit there. When the Prescotts moved to Missouri, Sarah started researching how to raise reindeer. We raise the reindeer very much like we raise the cattle. Cattle and reindeer are both ruminant animals, but reindeer just prefer to eat different treats. Our reindeer actually are not on grass. Reindeer actually don't eat much grass. Their uh, main diet out in nature would be a lot more 
leaves and sticks. Sarah calls them her pampered pets with big fans and pools to play in during the heat of the summer. But as you can imagine, it's in the winter months that these reindeer really shine. We're super excited that Santa and Mrs. Claus join us each weekend from the North Pole. Um, they come down, obviously, to visit with the reindeer. Uh, we hope that Noel and Tinsel will make the flight team this year and be able to be flying around uh, for Christmas Eve. With both Santa and Mrs. Claus on the farm, plus photo props and other fun experiences, the Prescotts work each winter to bring others an enchanting experience. We also have crafts, a gift shop. Um, you can write letters to Santa, hot cocoa, games. Basically, all the things that you need to check off your Christmas tradition list. This experience isn't created overnight. The Prescotts and their three kids start decorating for Christmas in July, all in hopes of helping others make memories in the most magical way. Still ahead of fresh pine trees, apple cider, we cannot get enough of those Christmas scents. Up next, we're off to Tennessee and a farm tourism destination that is all about apples at its core. And we don't want to forget the importance of our Christmas tree growers. One tree taking center stage, the White House Christmas tree. It was received by First Lady Jill Biden, the 18 and a half foot Conqueror fir, now in the blue room of the White House. It came from Paul and Pam Shaler's Evergreen Acres Farm in Auburn, Pennsylvania. The farm was named the 2022 Grand Champion at the National Christmas Tree Association's National Tree and Wreath Contest. Well, how do you get those ginormous trees into position? Check out what they did in Omaha, Nebraska at the Durham Museum. They hooked the 40-foot blue spruce up to two big trucks and dragged it right through the museum entrance. As you can see, people had to get out of the way fast. The tree was donated by two people coming right out of their yard. The owners say they bought it back in 1987 on a dead plant sale for $5. It was just about a foot tall then. A little bigger now. It's up and we're told it looks absolutely beautiful. I love the smell of trees and think about this smell for a moment. A cup of apple cider. So good. The apple and everything you can do with it is fueling a Tennessee agritourism site this time of year. Charles Denny of the University of Tennessee has more on the bright red season. The Apple Barn and Cider Mill is a working farm along the road to the National Park in Sevierville with lots of agricultural enterprises and an agritourism destination during the holidays. A winery and creamery, gift shops and two restaurants. But please, Santa, don't put us on the naughty list for the pun. At its core, how about them apples? Vibrant orchards frame the property and it's the robust apple crop that drives everything here. It was a beef cattle and tobacco farm that we transformed into a fruit crop the, the following years. And, and a little later, we planted 4,000 apple trees. Kent Kilpatrick's family started the business some 50 years ago. And everything you see here really got going when they made the switch from tobacco to apples, based on a recommendation from their county UT Extension agent at the time. And that became the basis for the Apple Barn Insider Mill, how we make all the fried apple pies and the, the things, the farm to table ingredients are, are grown right here. And, and the exciting part is when you can come uh, today, just over my shoulder, this banging is we're jugging cider and we're making fresh apple cider with a, 
sweet tart aromatic blend that dad came up with. You might say overly successful agriculture led to all of this. In the early days, this farm produced more apples than they could use, so they decided to try cider. Sweet, fresh cider is produced with a family recipe, and then gallon jugs are filled here on site. The Kilpatricks take pride in developing an authentic flavor where you can really taste the apples. Also here, you'll find plenty of other foods and items made from apples. Uh, one of the things that uh, we say is come see, smell, and taste the fruits of our labor. UT Extension agents Crystal Blankenship and Megan Brown recently hosted their podcast, Sit a Spell, from the Apple Barn. They appreciate the connection between this business and Extension, including ties to 4-H and the food science in making the cider. Well, they have to go through a pasteurization process in order to do that, um, which in, uh, brings in our food safety. They are obviously using our agricultural resources with horticulture, pest and disease management. I think it's really cool. I have been coming to the apple barn my entire life and had no idea that it was a family farm. Um, and after I heard their story, it just, it's so endeared to me now. Um, I love the history behind it. I love how they started selling apple pies and apple cider out of their garage and what it's grown into today. today. More history to be made in 2023. The Apple Barn will expand to include an interactive display area where customers will get an even closer view of how the cider is made. For now, the busy holiday season is underway with lots of merry red all around. This is Charles Denny reporting. Our thanks to Charles Denny for that story. It's the dream of many kids to see toys under the tree on Christmas Day. And when I say kids, I don't just mean little ones. We'll visit a farm toy store that's for kids of all ages next. Well, farm toys aren't just for little kids. No, big kids love them too. Michelle Rook takes us to a toy store in Iowa that's geared specifically to carpet farmers. Between the store and downtown Lamar's and several warehouses, Albert Schultz says he has over 20,000 pieces of farm machinery, making it one, if not the largest, diversified offering of farm toys in the U.S. Now there are people that do sell more of one-of-a-kind item, a box toy, or maybe a semi-truck or something like that. That's a specialty. When you say diversification, we are by far the largest. But what attracts customers from across the country is the unique restoration and custom fabrication they offer. We do about 600 customs a year, about 354 dental restoration pieces a year. He says they start with an existing cast model. And from there we start putting fancy rubber on it, uh, painting different, chrome piping it, levers on it, whatever we need to do. Schultz has 13 fabricators that work to make signature pieces for collectors that end up being family treasures. People want something more like they have themselves. So when you get into the customs, it's a specialty deal. What they're doing, they're building heirlooms for the family. Or they bring back their collection when they were kids from 50, 60 years ago. Can you restore that old John to 60 or, or pick it for us? Yes, we can. And that's a cherished piece for them too. So that goes in their own personal collection. The Lamar's Toy Store also gives back by donating custom items to charity auctions for kids with cancer. A year ago, we built a tractor with a 4020, 
uh, 1H, about 35,000 on the auction. Most of our toys bring 10 to 15, 20,000 on their auction. It 100% goes to a curing for cancer. So they're making lasting memories for past and future generations. I'm Michelle Work reporting for Ag Day. Thanks, Michelle. And we'd like to thank you all for watching. We hope you have a happy and safe holiday season. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.